Welcome to the 10th edition of the Exact Target Developer Podcast. I'm Roger Brinkley, and in this edition of the podcast, we'll do a feature interview with the eight teams that participated in the Journey Builder Bootcamp Hackathon. But uh, before we get to that, let's just turn quickly to the events section. And in the events on May 8th, the ET Cafe will be doing a cross-channel campaign at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And then also on May 27th, the Indianapolis ET Developer Group will be doing a Journey Builder Overview. Turning now to the feature interview, and last week at the uh, Journey Builder Boot Camp, there was a hackathon. And in that hackathon, there were eight teams that uh, were assembled for uh, building applications and frameworks that featured Journey Builder. The uh, variety of projects that came out of this were quite interesting. There's one on marketing outreach, uh, Radiant 6 integration, Salesforce integration. There were two of those. Uh, Loyal and local campaigns with Google Maps and Twitter. Proximity messaging, uh, proximity high-touch experience, and uh, for the Solcon people, uh, some work there on Solcon customer and uh, custom integrations. Great opportunity. Got to speak with each one of the teams, so let's go directly into those interviews right now. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about uh, the team. Uh, tell me where the people work and, and who's on the team. Okay, well, this is the Kingfishers, and uh, we call ourselves Kingfishers because Kingfisher is an orange and blue bird, and we thought that was very uh, appropriate for, for the project. Um, the team is uh, led by Tammy St. Angelo, uh, who unfortunately is not able to be here today due to uh, she went down on injured reserve. Jonathan Hibbert is our lead developer, so he's been doing most of the coding. Chad Jordan from Global Support is our journey builder expert. So the, the one with the headphones on that's busily typing down at the end. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's, uh, that's Jonathan down there. He is coding away as we speak, and uh, he's getting it done so we can uh, get this in before the deadline, which is going to be great. So Chad Jordan is our resident journey builder expert from Global Support, and then we've got uh, Brant Wagner, uh, who's on uh, Tammy's team, and uh, he has been doing a lot with the design and with uh, working with the requirements uh, from the marketing team, et cetera. Tell me about, tell me about the project that you're working on for the uh, hackathon. Well, this is a pretty cool project because this is an, actual, this is an exact target uh, internal marketing project. So what we are doing is we are working on a, a journey that will be used for exact target clients to help uh, improve their use rate. So we have learned that um, if an exact target, a new exact target client, they log into their mid and they send an email within uh, within a week or so, their uh, the renewal rate is much higher. So this these the, the, this these interactions are intended to help increase the number of new ET clients that log into their account and create emails and send emails. Tell me about uh, a little bit about the design. Languages, back-end, front-end? All, all of the custom pieces are being written in Node.js. Uh, this has been a unique project and has some unique uh, roadblocks in that we have to get data from other exact target accounts uh, to use in this interaction. So uh, so when, when a new account is provisioned, we get a trigger from... Um, from, C- from CIS uh, automation that basically says, okay, we put these people in this interaction here. And then we have a decision split on where to go based on if they've even logged in their account. So we had to get that information. Uh, we're actually getting that information from uh, product ops, from the ops DB. So we're having them push that into a data extension. Uh, basically, they uh, have an aggregated from uh, all the stacks. They have an aggregated table that has security events. So they're pushing that into a data extension for us. And we have a... Uh, a custom trigger that is reading from that data extension. 
And then, likewise, uh, there's another decision split on if uh, an email has been sent from that account. So basically what we're trying to drive here, new exact target accounts, actually logging in, creating emails, sending emails, that kind of thing. So we're using the same data from the OpsDB. There's an aggregate across all stacks, all member databases um, that has a sent data broken down to five-minute increments. We're just simply just using that data to confirm if that mid, what was the last sent data for that mid gets thrown into a custom data, data, data extension that we then uh, query uh, using the custom app. Tell me about the problems you ran into. You, you talked about one of them a little bit of just trying to get the data. Was What else did you run into that was, uh, was kind of a difficulty? A lot of the same kind of stuff that a lot of folks are running into, just getting familiar um, with coding and and having stuff deployed to uh, Journey Builder, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So a lot of the same frustrations I think that a lot of teams are having, um, you know, but that said, it's kind of all coming together right now. We've got uh, our uh, our interactions in our account, um, and um, it's looking pretty good right now. What was the easy part? Probably the easiest part at this point was just working as a team. You know, we, we fell together as a team really well, really quickly. Everybody kind of naturally found out what their own role was, so the easiest part for this team, I think, was um, you know just the awesome teamwork. Is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, this is my second time uh, here at Exact Target doing a hackathon type project. I did the uh, the hacks last year. I felt it was a very powerful experience. Uh, that was a longer project. That was more like a what a two and a half month project as opposed to just a two and a half day project. Um, but that said, these things I think are invaluable, and uh, the more we can foster and encourage this kind of thing. I think it, it only makes exact targets stronger. It builds a lot of relationships between folks in different departments, uh, different areas of the company, and this is an extremely valuable, valuable thing here at ET. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Alex, welcome to the show. Tell me a little bit about the group that you're working with and, and all the team members on there, where they're from. All right. Uh, so I'm Alex Mumberget. I work at Radian 6. Uh, I've been with them for three and a half years, and I'm a platform architect. Um, so I deal with their API and uh, also our Salesforce integration. The team I joined here, uh, which I'm really excited to, is Jill Warville, Gary Borton, Ann Hiley, and Julian Mahai. They're all working on the email team, and they're all front-end developers. So kind of a neat combination there. Um, they, they, work, they work here, and I work in Nova Scotia, which is the east coast of Canada. And what we decided to build uh, was a, a social integration. So I'm from Radian 6, so we decided to use the Radian 6 API to, uh, to make that integration happen. So tell me a little bit about the architecture or the design of what you're building here within Journey Builder. We really wanted to run with the custom interactions because that's kind of the main point of this whole thing is just get our, get our hands dirty with custom interactions. So um, we decided to go with a custom trigger to sort of get new contacts into a journey and a custom activity to sort of uh, interact with social media. Can you tell me a little more about how you put those pieces together? What languages you're using? What's the back end? What's the front end? And, and how, how much did you have to tie things in together with, with what we have in Journey Builder? What we did was we built a, a fairly standard Node uh, web server, and we hosted a sort of a contest sign-up page. Um, and we had an email campaign to drive traffic to the sign-up page. When people sign up, um, they're going to contact another web server, which which is going to be handling our custom trigger. So people sign up with an email address and a social handle. That fires our custom trigger, and now we've got a nice view of that one customer across both the email 
which is the more traditional route, but now the social as well, so we can have multi-channel marketing to that one customer. And so that that's where you get the Radian 6 tie-in. That's right. So we the the Node web server would make callouts to the Radian 6 API to get information about this this customer who signed up. So they give us their handle. And we use Radian 6 to sort of enhance the data that we can find out about this person. What was the biggest problem that you ran into? I suppose a lack of documentation on some of the, the trickier aspects of working with custom interactions with Journey Builder. There's a little bit of sort of under-the-covers framework knowledge you really need to know to be super successful. And, uh, and I know the guys are working on making that a bit more user-friendly, so it'll be great to see when that stuff sort of comes out. What was the easy part? Well, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but the guys said working with the Radiant 6 API and, and integrating with that was, uh, was really quite, quite simple. Now, was that because the resource was here or because it was just really simple? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't do really any of this development. The, the other guys... We're the real, uh, the real wizards here. They did uh, most of the coding. Anything else you'd like to add? Really excited about Journey Builder and integrating with Radian 6. And even beyond, I think there's some super exciting things we could do with social.com and, and targeting advertising and just um, enhancing information we have about customers. So expanding beyond traditional email marketing to be able to you know, reach them on mobile, reach them on social and, and beyond. Alex, thanks for your time. Thanks very much. Tell me a little bit about your team, and then we'll go into what you guys are working on. Hi, I'm Dan Gilbert. Um, we are the demo engineering team, so um, it is myself, Rob Weiss, Lindsay Somalia, Alina Zook, and actually we do have Taylor Browning, um, a Solcon. Um, so the demo engineering team, we support the sales um, teams by giving them demo accounts, demo resources, that type of thing. So we're looking to improve our journey bus skills here. What's the demo team building for the hackathon? Um, well, we are trying to build out a custom journey that um, will take some information from a landing page. So perhaps a uh, potential customer fills out a form online, and we take that and we'll uh, push it to Salesforce if you have a Salesforce account, and then we'll start a campaign uh, to kind of nurture that lead into hopefully a sale. Combination of, obviously with, with uh, Journey Builder, combination of programming mm-hmm. and and uh, using the tool itself. So talk a little bit about that integration, how you did that. There is a, a big uh, combination. So there's the front end, which um, we've already done some things. Rob and, and Lindsay and Melina have made some icons and images um, that have helped our sales people right now. Uh, kind of out in the field, and now we're learning more about the back end and actually making these um, activities um, work in the real world and, you know, show off the, the example all the way from A to Z. So. What language were you using? Uh, we're using JavaScript right now to uh, write the calls and um, capture the information on the web. Why would this be important from the demo point of view? What do you hope to be able to show when you're done? Uh, well, Journey Builder has been uh, kind of a big thing uh, since it was shown at uh, Connections earlier this year, and so we've we've really been um, you know pushing forward with it as hard as we could. Um, it's just the idea of being able to sort of tailor your communication um, to each individual client as well as being able to, I think, I think, kind of see that mapped out in such a way that you can visually uh, follow along with it. So uh, the flexibility is huge, and so we're trying to make that more appealing. What's the biggest problem you've run into so far? I would just say learning. Um, it's 
there's a lot to sort of absorb, and it's changing all the time. We work um, really closely with Jim Yoop and uh, Clint Winkler, who are on the Journey Builder team, so they keep us up to date on all the changes. Um, so uh, just keeping up with, uh, with them. Sounds good. Thanks so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Tell me about your team. Uh, tell me about the organization, you know, where the various people are from and who's on the team. Uh, my name is Andy Engel. I work on the contacts application as a UI engineer. So our team is uh, comprised of a number of individuals from other groups that work in different facilities uh, throughout our company. So we have uh, Adrian, who works in services with the GAP team. We have uh, Jenny Kiefaber, who is from Predictive Intelligence. Michael Osborne, who just came out of the Catapult program and is a software engineer uh, also in Gibson. And we have Tanda Z, who is in Platinum Support. We're building an application called uh, Loyal and Local. Um, the concept is is that you is that the, the user is presented with a Google Map. So they find the location on a Google Map. They click that location. Uh, the location could be like a, a business location, such as a, a restaurant or a store, what have you. And they uh, can specify a, a geographic location uh, by radius. So they choose a street address. They say, I want to find people who are tweeting within one, anywhere from one to 10 miles of this address. From there, we interface with the Twitter um, filter API so that we can find tweets which match a number of keywords within that geographic location. So in our testing, we found every tweet uh, within a mile of the circle here in Indianapolis that matched the, the keywords wildfire, which is our project name, I suppose, and also the matched exact target. So we were able to find tweets within a mile of the circle that had those keywords. And then from there, we can match up the uh, Twitter username with uh, a subscriber list. So if I were subscribed to like Papa John's mailing list, for example, and I tweeted, hey, I want some pizza, I'm hungry, and Papa John's were using our service, they could say, oh, we know the Andy Engel is hungry. He wants pizza. We just saw his tweet. So at that point, we could send him an email and say, hey, why not 10% off of your next pizza from Papa John's? The difficulty that we run into is um, just the complexity of getting data out of our app into Journey Builder and getting that journey to happen. Okay, tell me about the architecture, the design a little bit, language, uh, implementation, front-end, back-end. So being a front-end engineer, I worked uh, primarily on the UI. So we're using Fuel UX uh, components, such as the Fuel UX wizard. We're using the Google Maps API, so we have a Google Map that's presented. Um, of course, everything is JavaScript. Uh, on the server side, we're using Node.js, also JavaScript, of course. Uh, we have a Mongo database that's running. Um, we have a number of different libraries. We're using the, the, uh, a library from Twitter called Twit, which is how we're streaming all of the, the tweets coming in. And that works uh, flawlessly. It, it's been very easy to get it all working in that regard. So we were, we were able to get this, uh, the tweets streaming into our application and probably about 30 to 35 lines of code, which most, like half of that is like configuration, like what exactly are you looking for? Some of that involved um, finding uh, the geographic location. So we found, again, some open source libraries that do like the, the geo math for us. So we feed it a latitude and longitude and a radius, and we're able to find a box. It's called a box shape. And then from that, we compare the box shape with the data coming back from Twitter, and we say, does this match? Or does this tweet fit within 
the, the boundary that we've specified. So we're matching up the UI uh, geolocation with um, the tweets that come back from Twitter. We do some comparison. Does this tweet match what we're looking for, yes or no? And if it does, then we'll pass that tweet off to Journey Builder to begin the, uh, the journey. Very good. Best of luck to you guys. Thanks very much. All right, Nick, tell me about the rest of your team members. Keenan Jenicky and Josh Zayner. The three of us are on the uh, mobile R&D team. Uh, we're over in the Gibson building. We work with Todd uh, Karpinski and David Porter's teams. And so what did you, what did you hope to get out of uh, coming over, you know, the Journey Builder workshop, and then what are you really getting out of the hackathon? Well, on the mobile side, for both SMS and Push, we've already been doing some integration with uh, custom activities. And so with some of the Phase 2 roadmap items uh, coming up, it was important for us to get our head wrapped around uh, a bit better how things work within the Journey Builder framework, uh, what the what the upcoming changes to the framework look like, uh, how we need to be able to interact with those. And there's been pain points, uh, mostly just from lack of understanding uh, early on in the, in the um, process, at least with some of our activities. Um, and so this was just an, a good opportunity to come in and really flush things out. Now, when you say pain points, you mean pain points as far as before you got to this uh, to, to yeah, the yeah. workshop. Yeah. Let's talk about what you guys are doing for the uh, hackathon. Tell me about the project. Well, uh, we kind of dubbed it proximity messaging. Uh, the, the goal uh, has coalesced over the last day or two to demonstrate a top-to-bottom solution that would allow or empower a, uh, a business-to-consumer communication channel. Uh, for um, specific events or targeted areas, right? And uh, really what we wanted to use was uh, the concept of mesh networking and the use of iBeacons and somehow integrate those things. Uh, it started out as a little bit more of a, hey, let's just throw these two things into it and see what happens uh, because it's exciting to us. Uh, I, th I think all three of us are firmly rooted with the idea that mesh networking is definitely the future of, of Internet communication or at least of peer-to-peer uh, -peer communication, uh, and, it, and it's really powerful for businesses. So as that coalesced, though, it turned out, as we built out our, our tools uh, from the ground up, we had a whole solution to be able to work within that, and Journey Builder certainly is helping to drive uh, that workflow. We're, we're using the context of an automated attendant uh, for, uh, in this case, for a hotel, because we're in a hotel, so it just gave us a good, uh, good user. Um, so that's how we're wiring those together. So the concept is somebody comes within range of the iBeacon, and then what happens? Well, there's two ways that they can get into that story. So the first would be within range of an iBeacon. Um, now, uh, the interesting thing from my perspective is that they don't necessarily have to be going towards the iBeacon, but the iBeacon can be coming towards them, right? Um, which is a really fun example, uh, in my opinion. The, uh, the follow-on to that is that maybe they're not within range, but within a mesh network where a given application that's reliant on uh, technology within a mobile device, something like that, somebody enters that mesh network with ability to access that application, right? So uh, FireChat's a great example, right? It's a mesh chat application. Um, now we have two ways of, of gathering or communicating with people who have gathered for whatever reason. It could be customers, guests at a hotel, could be users at a conference, there's uh, ball games, there's whatever else that you can think of where people would want to interact with others within that, uh, within the context of that event. Tell me about the hard parts that you've ran into, uh, you've gotten to the development, or was there anything that was just like, you know, you kind of pounded your head against the wall or you felt like stuck for a little bit? No, uh, 
uh, and I saying that with some hesitation, I guess. There certainly has been some things that we've had to figure out, um, but I, I give it to the Journey Builder team. There's there's uh, there's been a lot of really good thought put into what they're doing, and, and if we have hit a stumbling block, it's usually been um, maybe it's a uh, a portion of the system or the engine that uh, or the framework I should say that's um, maybe not as well documented or we just don't know where to look um, we're also fortunate to be supported by a lot of the team members that are on the journey builder team and they've all been nothing but helpful uh, so if we hit one of those uh, roadblocks it's been short term what's been the easy part not sleeping yeah it's been easy to avoid sleep for sure uh, I blame that on high quality coffee too the uh, the easy part I guess you know Keenan and Josh and I really work well together. Um, I'm fortunate to work with the two of them on this project for sure. These guys are, um, you know, given that this is a stressful environment and given that you have, um, you know, potential roadblocks, and we have put our head against the wall a couple times, uh, you know, seemingly for user error, but, uh, you know, nobody's panicking. Nobody's freaking out. We're all just kind of driven to, to see this thing through to the end, and, and the more we get into it, the more excited we get. We get about it, and so the use case for us now is okay. Now, how can we apply this somewhere else? Because it really has turned into something that we that we think could be useful. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Archimedes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell me about your team. Tell me your team name and your team members. Where you're from? Or what you guys do? Uh, we are uh, from Brazil, uh, essentially from Serbs and Sopom guys, and our team uh, called Access because of the Pope. <laughs> so uh, we are uh, very excited to be here and participate here to do, and try to make something that will improve our knowledge. So tell me about the implementation that you did or, or the application that you did for the hackathon. Uh, we are trying to uh, create uh, activity or uh, that can update uh, objects at Salesforce so we can, for example, based on email open or click or something like that, create some, uh, like a lead, for uh -huh. example, at Salesforce. Tell me a little bit about the design implementation, what language you used. Uh, a little bit about the back end, the front end, you know, how you did some of the implementation itself. Uh, we are using Node. It's a Java, Java script uh, technology. And we, we are going, uh, we are making at most uh, API, API calls, REST API calls, and, and using the the framework we already have for food. Okay. What type of problems did you run into as you were going through the hackathon? We have a lot of problems with uh, the nodes because it's uh, very new for us. Uh, we in Brazil work with C Sharp and all these other tools, but uh, uh, there is some parts that not work as it's it good or it should, so we have to to mix uh, a lot of workarounds to mm -hmm. to fit our goals. Oh, if if you were to re-implement this, would you do this in C sharp? Probably, 
we will uh, implement in C sharp. But of course, I understand the power of this asynchronous language, like like nodes and and the benefit that what can try can bring for us. What uh, what was easy for you? What was easy? Nothing. <laughs> 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 no, the easiest, this part was uh, working with uh, UIs mm -hmm. because of. Uh, we have full uh, UX. UX, UX, and it's a lot of uh, it's, it, with uh, uh, less effort we can construct very beautiful UIs. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it's the the easiest part. Okay, so um, one last question: Who's going to win the World Cup? Brazil will win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Archimedes, for your time. Thank you. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Tell me a little bit about the team that you have for the hackathon. Uh, give me, uh, you know, just uh, who the people are, what they're involved with as far as ET is concerned, and, and we'll continue on from there. We're a small and mighty team. There's only three of us. Uh, there's myself. My name is Jason Jones. I am the mobile SME, or one of the mobile SMEs for Exact Target. Also on our team is Jason Makita, uh, who is a predictive intelligence uh, subject matter expert. And then we also have Steve Gerritsen, who is uh, kind of an all-around general uh, good guy. So he's, he's our anchor on the team here. Okay, so one thing you described very early on was you're a SME. What's a SME? It's a subject matter expert. So essentially what that means is my focus is on a particular set of products. Uh, so for me being a mobile SME, it's mobile connect and mobile push from exact target. So tell me a little bit about the architecture. Uh, so our project specifically that we're working on is really to provide a high-touch experience for a customer that goes into any specific location. Uh, so essentially when they break a geofence, we're going to trigger an event that is going to reach out to an individual that works at that location to tell them that this high-value customer has arrived and that there needs to be a high-touch experience to them. So for us, what we're doing is it starts off with a mobile application where that customer comes in and breaks the geofence. When they've broken that geofence, the, uh, the code that we've created is sending an SMS. Well, actually, first what it's doing is going and grabbing some information around that customer. It is sending an SMS to that employee to let them know that the high-value customer has arrived. It's also creating a Salesforce case uh, so that they, uh, the employees can swarm that individual. So if they have specialties around what that customer needs, they can get the right people there. They can start collaborating around that customer if they need to inside of the environment. Uh, it also goes in and does some Bitly shortening. Uh, so we're calling out to Bitly, we're getting the appropriate link, we're shortening that so we can send in the SMS and make sure that it is an appropriate link size uh, so that we don't exceed the size of the SMS message. Uh, so that's essentially what we're doing. Language that you used? Uh, we are using Node.js, uh, so it's primarily in JavaScript that we're going in and doing our developments. All of our REST calls are based inside of JavaScript, and uh, that's the primary language for going in and creating a custom activity today. Tell me about the problems that you had. Uh, some of the problems that we had, a little bit of a learning curve for ourselves that uh, we haven't gone in and done a bunch of development in Node.js or used uh, Heroku uh, before, so we had a little bit of a learning curve around that. Uh, we were able to adapt to that pretty quick where we have code running within the past couple of days up and running inside of that environment. 
the rest of it is really understanding all of the relationships between the pieces that we're calling. Uh, so between automations, journey builder, uh, creating the custom activity and all the code that we needed inside of it along with the JSON packages. Um, so once you get over that learning curve, then it's pretty straightforward. What was the piece of cake? Uh, the piece of cake was pretty much showing up this morning. So uh, the rest of it, uh, like I said, there's a, there's a learning curve that you have to understand a little bit. Um, beyond that, it's, it's not that difficult. It's more or less really understanding all of the components and how they play. And uh, once you understand that flow, the rest of it is just typical development. After what you've learned uh, and, and with the hackathon, plan on using this, uh, the knowledge that, that was gained here uh, in any way so as you can head back out? Yeah, absolutely. So today, for example, there isn't a bit.ly activity inside of Journey Builder. And uh, I think that would be a great activity to have for all of our customers uh, to be able to do URL shortening very quickly inside of a journey. Uh, so from my perspective, absolutely, when we go back, we have lots of customers that really have journeys, but they're hard-coding it today or they're doing it in a piecemeal fashion across multiple systems to try and bury that flow together uh, from an API level, which is obviously not great for a marketer because a marketer can't go in and do that, and you really can't adjust on the fly. Uh, so I think Journey Builder is, is a great addition into the platform to be able to do that, to really extend this business logic out to a marketer without having to go and do all this type of development. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for the time. Tell me about you and tell me about the rest of your team. Um, so my name's Sam Bessie. Um, I'm a Solcom based in the UK. Um, my team members are um, Andrew McLeod, who's also a Solcom based out of Australia. Um, Baha, who is another Solcom out of the UK. Um, and we've also got um, Bobby Wilkes, who works in the UI development team, and Michael Clark as well on our team. Tell me about the uh, what you guys are doing for the hackathon. What's the project that you're working on? Okay, so we're actually taking um, a real-life prospect. Um, they're called Zalando, and they are the biggest uh, online retailer in Europe. Uh, it's a German opportunity, and it's a real sort of good opportunity for us to sort of break into the German market in a big way. Um, what they've really asked us to do is, is go to them with Journey Builder and um, sort of show how we can integrate directly with their, with their internal systems. So what we are doing is we are developing a custom activity that we can plug straight into Zalando Systems when we go there to Berlin for a workshop with them. However, more than that, we're also looking to create something that can be reused uh, within the Solcon team. So one of the challenges we face today is that, you know, whilst Journey Builder, you know, is, is a great product, it demos well, you know, we can have some great conversations about it, we can't actually really show much working beyond, you know, having it send emails. So if we can create something that's redeployable, you know, where you can go in easily, uh, you know, sort of plug in an integration to any system, um, I think that's going to be a really powerful thing for Solcon and, you know, something that will, you know, hopefully allow us to sell much more effectively. So tell me a little bit about the architecture, language, you know, connections between the various parts. So we're primarily um, writing this in C Sharp. As I said, we're really sort of basing this around a custom activity and we have quite a lot of, quite a lot of what we're doing kind of sits up the presentation there in the GUI because what we're doing is we're kind of exposing a whole load of um, options within that custom activity where you can come in and you can you know, kind of specify uh, what, what you want to connect to, what your um, SOAP packet looks like you're going to use for that connection, 
and what you're actually going to do with the result of that. What's been difficult about the hackathon at this point? So I think really the most difficult thing about the, the hackathon, hackathon so far has um, has just been kind of get to, getting to grips with everything that kind of uh, sits around you know customer activity creation. Uh, you know the, the whole platform and infrastructure around it. Uh, you know, sort of trying, and I, you know, I really feel for, for Benjamin. He's done a great job trying to convey all that information to us in two days. But then I think for us to actually pick that up and you know sort of digest it quickly and actually be able to you know produce something at the other end, uh, it's probably been the biggest challenge. You know, it's really just you know, coming down to time and digesting all that information. What's been easy for you? Rather than what's been easy, uh, I think what's helped uh, is the fact that uh, Benjamin has pointed us. With, uh, to a lot of information up front. Exact Target does quite a good job in general, I think, around um, you know, sort of making training materials available. And I think the fact that we were given a lot of you know, stuff up front has certainly helped with that. And you know, there's been a lot of, you can tell there's been a lot of groundwork done to try and ensure we can get up and running quickly. And I mean, that has really helped us. Uh, I think the other thing is um, the fact that the whole activity creation piece is fairly language agnostic helps as well. So whilst we're working in C sharp, you know, it's possible for us to work in a language which suits us best, which whilst it's maybe not so easy in this session because we'll have to work, you know, to the same sort of common you know, platform, the same common languages, going forward it's gonna make things easy for us. Thanks so much for your time. All right, thank you. Uh, the winners of this event were the uh, Team Endeavor, which you heard last, and Team Softlight, what was a Radiant 6 integration, and then the mobile team for their uh, work that they did in proximity messaging. And, of course, uh, big kudos to you, Michael Clark, and your team winning. Thank you, Roger. Uh, yeah, my team was uh, Team Endeavor, and we uh, built a really pretty neat custom activity for Journey Builder um, that hopefully will make its way into the product eventually. As we, as we talked before, there was a whole variety of, of environments that were done, but I really think what you guys did uh, on your team was interesting because you really created a framework that other people can integrate very quickly a, uh, a customer's application into. Yeah, we, we kind of kept it really generic so that it could be reused so it wasn't just specific to the one use case we needed it for. So, Michael, give me your thoughts about the boot camp. Well, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, got it good chance to really deep dive into um, what it means to build custom activities as well as custom triggers. Um, while I focus mainly on the custom activity aspect, um, I definitely learned a lot about both aspects. You know, I think what was really good was while there were problems in, in trying to develop some of the applications with the hackathon, well, you know, a couple of things came out uh, well that, that I thought was intriguing. One was, uh, you know, the languages that were used, there were two groups that used C-sharp, uh, several of the groups were using Node.js for the back end. Uh, Radiant 6 was used. Twitter APIs were used. Google Maps and, of course, the Fuel UX UIs were used on the, on the front end. So a great variety of, of implementations that were done there as well. The other thing that I thought was, was quite good was while some teams had some problems uh, in, in doing some of the development, they got over those relatively quickly. And, uh, in fact, as one team saying, you know, we really, knock on wood, didn't have too much of a problem. Uh, and I think part of that was because of their prior history. But then the other thing I noticed was the real teamwork of the teams working together in this very tight time frame and environment to be able to pull something off. That and the fact that it was really easy to integrate with Radiant 6. So, you know, overall, a uh, great program. Benjamin, you did a great job with it. And we look forward to the, uh, you know, the possibilities of seeing something like this again in the future. Thanks for listening to the 10th edition of the Exact Target Developer Podcast. Send your feedback to devpodcast at exacttarget.com.